What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Power Play. And on today's episode, I am joined by Romans. What's up, man? How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Thank you for coming on the show, dude. It's an honor. I uh, found you. I was just looking at a bunch of uh, songwriters, producers. You know, I'm big into music. I love music. I mean, I, I don't know who doesn't love music. And I uh, stumbled upon you because I saw Ed Sheeran recently put out his newest album, which we'll get into that here in a little bit. But um, let's let's dive into you first. You are, like I said, you're a songwriter, a producer, and a singer. When did music, you know, be uh, become a thing for you? When did you get into music? You know, how early on did that start? And, you know, where would the inspiration come from for you to start making music and start producing? Um, I mean, I've been doing music forever. I mean, that's like all I've ever been good at. And the only thing I, I sort of ever was willing to do. Um, and I left school at 16. Um, and I got signed to like a small development deal, um, which quickly fizzled into nothing, but it sort of kept me on a path of making music. Uh, and then I suppose between the ages of about 16 and 26, I did my, my 10,000 hours as a lot of people yeah. call it. Um, and then really when I was, I only started becoming successful and having my songs actually making their way out of the studio at 26 and that was when um i signed to jay-z and wow. that was the sort of the big leg up that that allowed me and my partner and my manager mark to to like properly kick some doors in and, and get attention for us so it took you 10 years started at 16 and then long time. i mean i say it took me a long time i was doing a lot of bullshit in those years yeah and like you know making beats and smoking weed that kind of thing but, <laughs> i but, mean it is a lot 10 years is a, i mean that's valid that's very valid especially for the music industry you know some people never make it and absolutely and, and i so i say every day i mean i was like a second away from being one of those people who never make it and it was i'm i think i'm talented and i'm very hard oh, working yeah, certain things but it's like my I'm here because of luck, like a hundred percent. I got a lucky break, and that's why I managed to sustain a career. So you signed with Jay Z, you said? Yeah. How did that happen? How? That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, it was really weird. I mean, I I so my manager and I started working together when we were about both twenty five. We went to school together, um, and that's when I started taking stuff seriously because I I lack the. Um, the sort of social aspect of of breaking into the industry. I don't, I'm not one of those people who wants to go out to parties and meet a thousand people. And, right, and I agree. Network. He was that person. And he is the sort of the business-minded one of the two of us. So when we met, we sort of, that's when I started doing some real stuff and getting attention from A&Rs. And I've made this, this small uh, artist project that suddenly loads of people wanted to sign. Um, and through that, we ended up in new york for a week and uh we had a friend at the rock nation offices um and we went in and played the played the music and the next thing they sort of didn't let us leave they got the lawyers in it was one of those scenarios um and i signed initially a publishing deal with them as a writer and producer um and then after a couple of months i'd sort of given up on the prospect of being a singer um but jay and Tai Tai, who's was the the our main sort of connection there, yeah, um, convinced me that I did want to be an artist. Apparently, they're very difficult people to say no to. And I'd made I'd made 
uh, half an album at that point. Um, but literally, you know, over the course of two weeks, I'd I'd gone from deciding I never wanted to sing again to being in a five album deal with Rock Nation. And uh, right. they put me on this. Um, I wrote a song with Naughty Boy, who's one of my really good friends yep. from the UK. And it was supposed to be CeeLo uh, who was going to sing it. And then they sort of were like, nope, you're singing it now. And that became my first feature release. And it went from there. So you started off as a songwriter and a producer and you slowly became a singer. You kind of just built into that. No, I mean, I was always, I, I always sang and I always used my voice and like my quote unquote artist projects, which wasn't a thing, but I used it as a platform for me to be able to sort of show the, this different type of music that I made. Um, and it, you know, I, I just, I'd sang since I was 16 and that had always been something I did, but I'd made my mind up firmly before that point that I had no interest being a singer. I just wanted to be in the background. What do you enjoy but, the most out of the three? Oh, I hate singing. Yeah. I, I love, I love writing and producing and I like both of those things in equal measure because they sort of, you know, one day I can be yeah. a writer and the next yeah. day I can just be noodling on like different sounds and effects so it's so, a nice balance did you go to school for any of this or no this is all this is no. all you it's all you so you learned yeah, i mean I, I went to a pretty musical school i mean i went to a school that encouraged music right and like i had loads of tuition in different instruments and stuff but it wasn't like uh one of these like music production right, yeah. yeah not not at la no music schools yeah so how did you uh how'd you learn how to produce you know i mean it's hard i got uh I got this right here, this uh, MPK. Oh, an MPK. Oh, nice. I got it last Christmas, and um, oh. <laughs> I've tried to produce a few songs in there. You know, I I try and watch as many videos as I possibly can to learn. And, you know, I yeah, I try and you know, because I, I like I said, I love music. I unfortunately don't have a talent to sing. I'm a absolutely terrible singer, just like ninety percent of the world. But you know, <laughs> I, I I had this idea. I'm like, let me start producing. Let me take some beats and. How do you stand out as a producer, you know, because producing, it's not easy. I, I'll say that at least it's not easy at all. You know, you got people who can be producing for 10 plus years and, you know, just finally make some sort of something that sounds halfway decent. But how do you stand out as a producer and how do you make your production feel special and stand out from everybody else? I mean, it's just, it's finding, it's two things. It's finding your own personal sort of imprint sonically um and something that you do stylistically that's different to other people and then it's really like it's quality control it's it's like uh the difference between being someone who cooks really good meals at home and someone who's like a professional chef it's, it's you I, I actually think the cooking is like a really good comparison for production because it's all about just your natural instinct for what ingredients work with other things and how much of something is too much and how much is like just right and it's the mm. sweet spot um and that honestly is like some of its musical ability and a lot of it is just hours it's just yeah. how many hours you've done it for and you you remember the last time it's when it's all like every great thing in life it's all failure like you learn nothing from success and like each failure you should just count as like a blessing that's gonna never let you do that failure again yeah i got some uh beats on my laptop i could send you that just sound like absolute shit and you'd be like what dude what are you doing but like you know it's the constant you know and i try and portray that on people that listen here because i got a lot of young listeners people that are in their early teens and people that are in their early 20s and 
you know, I got a lot of people who listen to this that are producers. I got a lot of people listen to this that are musicians, your athletes, whatever, whatever they may be. And, um, they're like, dude, I like, this is like, I don't know what to do. Like, I just like, I'm producing, not me, the people that listen, you know, I, I've communicated yeah. with people who listen to the podcast and they're like, I don't like, I don't know what to do. Like, this sounds terrible. I'm like, just keep doing it. Just be consistent. I, uh, yeah, I, I had a guy on, um, a few weeks ago, uh, Jeff Sanders, he, um, is the co-founder and founder of uh brick bending and it's, he take all these Legos and he's 46 and he just got his big break. Like, and I, yeah. try, I try and explain to people like, dude, you're young. Like I'm 20, you know, you're hitting me up at 16, 17 years old. And you're like, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm going to go to college. And I like, I love this, but this and this, and like, I'm being pressured. I'm like, just take it slow. I'm like, and I, you know, I always give an example of somebody I had on the podcast. I you know Jeff Sanders is a perfect one. Like I just said, and I was like, just like the guy was 46 years old. Shout out to Jeff Sanders, brick bending. But I'm like, and he just now started making some sort of income and doing things on his own. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing to stop you at any age doing that. I think the key is, like you said before, though, like one of the most important things is knowing that you're shit. Yeah. <laughs> if you think that your beats, which are shit, are really good, you're never going to improve. If you know they're shit, then that gives you something to learn for the next beat. It's the same with anything. It's the same with a business plan, an idea, anything. Definitely, definitely. I saw uh, on your Instagram recently, you uh, produced a song for Ed Sheeran's newest album. Yeah. That's crazy. That would, were you expecting that? Like, I mean, was that like, no, no, you had that even give me the rundown, how that even started. Like, did you wake up one day and like Ed Sheeran DM you were like, shit, I'm going to produce for Ed Sheeran. How'd that all, no. how'd that all plan out? <laughs> Not at all. It's one of the, it was one of those crazy lockdown things. My, my really good friend, Fred's um, who's, uh, has got an artist project called Fred again. He's a DJ. Um, and he's been producing and co-writing with Ed for like the last two albums and they've done a lot of work together and it was just one of those things that we were talking and he was like I'm, I'm in with Ed send me some like starters which is when you just send like a sort of 30 second production um, and I sent like 20 different guitar um, starters yeah. and then I was like I'm gonna do one little piano one because I like I like a bit of piano um, and I made this piano backing track where I sort of put the melody in the right hand um, and then Ed just loved it and and wrote uh, wrote lyrics to that melody and sort of adjusted the melody quite a little bit and then the that that demo that I'd sent as a production was ended up being like pretty much the production I cleaned it up a little bit but it was like That's crazy the shit that I sent on lockdown on I'm after sure it's still pretty uh, unbelievable yeah i mean it's it's cool it's like the the weird things like come to be the ones that you you expect to happen it's like the conventional scenarios never really do the weird like your friend calls you on zoom and asks for a file and and ends up being on an ed sheeran album is more realistic yeah yeah do you have a uh i mean an artist i mean ed sheeran's big i think he has like 23.6 million on instagram which is insane it's ed sheeran but yeah. do you have an artist that you want to like work with that you haven't yet that like you really want to produce with, or, you know, just even make the song with or write for? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely a few. Um, it's very difficult. I'd like, I mean, I'd love to work with Adele. I think she's incredible. And yes. I think I could, I could offer something. Um, I think Harry Styles is a brilliant artist. Um, 
there are bands that I love. I love like Alabama Shakes. Like it's, um, I love Coldplay. Um, there are, yeah, there are loads and loads of artists that I haven't had the pleasure of working with. And there are a few, like I've done a lot of things in my career that have been like, I call them like grandkids moments. Like mm-hmm. they're things that you're, you do, you're probably not going to make any money on, but you're, yeah. and they're not going to be a number one album, but you do them to tell your grandkids that you worked with that artist and that, like, I love, you know, like just connection. before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's, it's a great experience. It is. And how do you, uh, cause I, I know you mentioned in the beginning of this, like you don't go out and party, which I myself, I don't do that. Either. You know, I'm not into the whole, like, I mean, I personally, I don't live in LA, but you know, I guess LA kind of vibe. I don't go out. I don't, you know, go out and meet new people. I'm very selective who I talk to. And I feel like yeah. you might be the same way. And, you know, especially when it comes to who I have on this podcast, you know, I reach out to a certain number of guests a day and I strategically plan each episode and, you know, how I'm going to construct it and who I'm going to get on. Because at the end of the day, who I have on my show represents my brand. So mm-hmm. how does somebody like you, you know, you just recently produced a song, you know, for you, you're on a song with Ed Sheeran. And I saw you um, where uh, you wrote Echo uh, from Maroon 5, the uh, newest album that came out. How do you meet these people? Do you meet them through others or how do you make your connections? Um, I don't know. It's been different recently because of lockdown and like things yeah. like Echo, the Maroon 5 song I wrote with um, these guys, Jake Torrey and Michael Pollack over a Zoom session. Um, I've been working with Dermot Kennedy this year over Zoom. A bit, he came over to the States, so we did a bit in person. But um, this artist, Alec Benjamin, who I love, who I've worked, we've written most of an album together on Zoom and we've never met in real life. It's yeah. like crazy. Like it is. It's, it's crazy so, what technology can do. It's, yeah, it's nuts. I mean, thank God we had it there. Otherwise the <laughs> lockdown would have been a different experience for everyone. Um, but before that, it was, you know, it's a mix of, I've got, I've been signed to different publishers. I've got a great management team. And then, um, you know, I, I, I've got a lot of great friends who are artists and songwriters and I, you know, they, I'm, I am a social person. I just mm-hmm. choose to not really like go right. out to, I agree to with parties you. and clubs the whole time. Yeah. So yeah, just natural connections like that. Yeah. So I guess everybody here listening, it is uh, just, I guess, like, like myself, like half the time I do this, I have no idea what's going on. Like I, I reached out to you. I'm like, Hey, Roman's going to be on the podcast. Cool. Awesome. You know, who's next? And like, yeah. you just really don't know how the dominoes are going to fall. And I try and explain that to people who are listening. So whoever's listening and you know, whether you're podcasting or you want to reach out to somebody, just like go out and do it. Like just be yeah, present, you know, be in the moment. And you really don't know where it goes. Like you said, for example, like the song kind of just happened with that cheer and like, it wasn't planned. You know, you had yeah. your, your buddy hit you up and you said, send me this, this, and this, you sent him 20 different you know, loops or whatever it may be. And then he ended up being on Ed Sheeran's album. It's like, whoa, <laughs> how, you know? And it's, it's crazy how things work out. But I got one more question for you, brother, before we go here today. What mm-hmm. advice could you give to producers, songwriters, anybody in the music business, you know, just starting off or maybe in that five, six year process and they feel stuck and they don't know what to do. And then, you know, thinking about giving up, what, what advice could you give for them? Um. There's a, there are a few things. I mean, the, the this piece of advice that I was given when I was younger has always stuck with me. It's insane. Um, I, I asked at like this music industry, like uh, think tank kind of uh, event, that question. And this big music manager said to me, my advice is quit, immediately quit and go and get a real job. And then there was just like silence in the audience. And then he was like, because 
if you're dumb enough to listen to the advice I just gave you, you will never, ever make it. And that like stuck with me my whole life. Like, it, <laughs> yeah. Like it's so true. Like there's this industry is impossible. There are no jobs. Like people always say to me, like, how do I get into, how do I work for a label? How do I become an a and I'm like, there are f- probably five jobs worth having like that come up every year in America. And like, everyone's going for those and it's the same with production there's like there are no hardly any writers like artists want to work with like new people anymore everyone has their own crews of like five writers a few producers it's fucking tough Mm -hmm. and you have to just not give a shit about any of that you have to want it so much that you're going to do it whether you're broke living at your parents house in their basement with the studio like I was for many years uh or you know whether you're going to move on your own to a city that you've never been to and go out to parties like you've got to be willing to do everything because it is so tough it's unreal so that's like that was always this great thing that I remembered like quit because if you listen to me you're an idiot and you're never gonna make it dude I'm in my closet right now so I record my podcast from you know you're in your basement and I'm in a closet that's sick it is and like I love it I'm gonna go back and look in 10 years from now when I'm you know 30 and be like I was in my closet 10 years ago and now look at me, you know, and I think people really take that in and like, you know, everyone wants that now. Everyone wants that, like, that kind of like fulfillment and like, I need to get here to get here and, you know, like enjoy the journey. Uh, you know, you, you said you were in your basement and like, who, who knew you'd be here? Who, you didn't know you'd be producing a song for Ed Sheeran and shit 10 years ago. I don't, I don't know how that was Ed Sheeran a thing 10 years ago. I, I guess he was, you know, I don't know. Maybe I was 10 years old, but like who knew yeah. it's a song that, you know, for Ed Sheeran, but man, I appreciate it. It was an honor chatting with you, brother. Thank you for coming on today. You too, mate. Absolutely. I'm sure we're going to see you in some big places, bigger, bigger cupboards one day. Thank you. I appreciate it, man.